Good morning, everybody. Welcome to breakfast and a class. Uh, Rabbi Farhi will do the dedications in later. So we read at the end of this week's parasha, Be'alotecha, we read, Vatedaber Miriam ve'aron be'moshe alodot ha'isha. So basically, the way we understand it, Miriam spoke to Aaron about Moshe, and it was probably in front of Moshe with regarding his wife, Hakushit. The Kushite woman, Asher Lakach ki Isha Kushit hi Lakach. So basically, we go through a whole thing that, that, uh, that Miriam is speaking to her brother Aaron in front of Moshe about this Kushit woman. So the question is who's the Kushit woman? That we're talking about. Why do they call her Kushit woman? We also have other questions. Why, why did Hashem list four separate instances in which Moshe is superior? Why does Aaron turn to Moshe when Miriam is struck with leprosy? Why does he turn to Moshe and not turn to Hashem? Why do we need to know that it was a week that she had the leprosy, and why do the people wait for her before continuing the journey? So, it's interesting, Rabbeinu Bachya, he explains that the kushit is really sipora, like Rashi says, and he says, why kushit? He says kushit, because kushit is the same numerical value as yefat mareh. She was beautiful, and we didn't want to say she was beautiful, so they said kushit just uh, to block, so to say, the evil eye. What do they say? They say, Did only Moshe speak to Hashem? So Moshe's excuse for separating from his wife is because he is going to speak to Hashem. They're saying, we also are prophets. Miriam saying, Hazid, my sister-in-law, my brother Moshe, you left your wife. She's alone. She doesn't have anybody. You're not with her. You're not fulfilling your obligation as a husband. It's not fair. So What happens? What's Moshe's response? Moshe's zero response. And the Torah gives Moshe's response. Why there's no response? Moshe was the most humble of any person on the face of the earth. And all of a sudden, instead of Moshe answering, Hashem answers. Suddenly. So what does he do? Hashem goes to them right away. They have no time to prepare themselves. They're totally, totally shocked, Miriam and, and, and Aaron, based on the immediacy of Hashem coming to them. Normally they have time to prepare. And Hashem, say, and, and Hashem says to them, they're going to go out. The only way they were able actually to have the Nebuah at this point was through Moshe. Because Moshe was always ready for the Nebuah of Hashem. Hashem comes down in the, in the cloud. They couldn't handle it. It was so powerful, the presence of Hashem, they had to go out. And he says through Moshe to them, but they're hearing it. But maybe they're not hearing it. The question is how Nebuah works. It's interesting, the, the Rabbi Arama, who we brought up last week, he explains the whole idea of the, their nevuah versus Moshe's nevuah based on Rambam. He says, what's their nevuah? Their nevuah, he explains it, is as if I look in a mirror and I see someone talking to me from the mirror, but I don't hear them. So I'm looking in the mirror, so what's left is right, what's right is left, I'm not sure exactly, and there's a level of interpretation. 
He says, and they have to figure it out. It's a mar'eh. He says, but what's the difference? He says, lo ken avdi Moshe. Not like this is my servant Moshe. Bechol beti ne'emanhu. He is the one who is uh, faithful in my whole household. Pe'el pe'adaber boss. Mouth to mouth, I'm going to speak to him. He says, and, and it's not going to be in a riddle. It's going to be exactly like I'm speaking to Moshe. And all of a sudden, af Adonai bam. Now the anger of Hashem is sitting on who? Miriam and Aharon. Now the cloud leaves the ohel. And what happens? And now Miriam has leprosy like snow. And then what happens? Why did she get leprosy, not Aharon? Because she spoke to Lashon Hara. Aharon heard the Lashon Hara. It says also Aharon was punished. But we don't see it in the Pasuk because we didn't want to embarrass Aaron. And Aaron turns to Miriam, and she's Mitzorah. Now, what's the problem now? Who's the only one who could determine if someone has Sarat and when someone could be Tahor? Who's the only one in the world? Aaron Akohen. Except there's a problem. You can't be a witness for a relative. So now the problem is. She has Sarat. Who's going to declare her pure in order that she should be able to return to the camp? It can't be Aaron. Now Aaron doesn't know what to do. Therefore, Aaron, what does he do? He turns to his brother Moshe. And he says, Be Adoni, please Moshe. He says, he says, don't hold us account of the sin because of what we did. So what is he turning to Moshe for? Because he doesn't know what to do. How are we going to Cure her because I can't be involved in the curing. So he turns to Moshe, Moshe, you have to pray to Hashem. Also, we always have to remember, Hashem can't forgive a person until the person you hurt forgives the person. So before Hashem could do anything for Miriam, you have to turn to Moshe and Moshe has to say, no problem. And we know already Moshe said no problem because he was the most humble the Pasuk brought. So what now? Now he's turning, he says, Al Natihi Kamit, don't let her be like dead. Why would she be like dead? Because if I can't take her out of her stage of Sara'at, she's always gonna be like this and we can't have her. We can't have her. So what happens? Moshe Moshe screams to Hashem, and this is the prayer that we use to ask Hashem to cure someone. El na refanala. El na refanala. Five words. Why El? Because El is a mixture of Ma'amat in in Chesed, in Rachamim. Now what happens now? Bayomer Adonai El Moshe. And Hashem turns to Moshe. This is one of the strangest Pesukim. Ve'aviha yarok yarak befaneha haloti kalem shivat yamim. God says that if her father spits into her face, isn't she going to be set aside for seven days? What, what does that mean? If her father spits in her face. So the rabbis teach when you say Lashon Hara, where does it come from? It comes from your mouth. And an aspect of rejecting is this idea of spitting. We know we have the ceremony where if a man dies with no children, the, the sister comes to marry the, the brother. The brother can't get married. The widow. The, the widow, the, right. The sister comes to marry, the widow comes to marry the brother. If the brother's already married, he can't marry her in our time. So what do you do? We have a ceremony called Chalitza. He takes the shoe. What does she do with the shoe? She spits in the shoe. Because that's an aspect of rejection. You're, you're rejecting me. I'm spitting at you because how can you reject me? So Hashem is saying, 
if a father, if a, if, if a father is going to spit at the daughter because of what she did, shouldn't I? And if the punishment for the daughter from the father should be to locked away for seven days, so what's Hashem doing here? He's taking the place of Aharon, and he's saying, this is how long she has to be in seclusion, and then she's allowed to come out. Because if Hashem didn't say this, she's in seclusion forever. Now, the interesting thing is they bring a Kalvachomet. If a father should be seven days, shouldn't Hashem be at least 14 days? And they go to explain Kalvachomet based on this whole idea. If you're going to say that one is, is, is seven days, and the second one is more stringent, you could only say seven days. You can't say more stringent unless you make a new halakha. So right now, she's going to be seven days separated from them. And that's based on what... Based on... Uh, Based on Hashem's, Hashem's uh, statement. And then Miriam is separated outside the camp for seven days. And what happens? The cloud doesn't move. So all B'nai Yisrael waits for Miriam. And why do all B'nai Yisrael wait for Miriam? What was the zechut she has? Because when Moshe was put in the water with the basket, she stood there to wait to see what would happen. So she's paid back to see what would happen. It, it, it's interesting that that we have this story of Miriam and we have a mitzvah every single day to remember what Miriam did. And when do we remember what Miriam did? When you see, when we get before the Shema, you see, if, I, if I'm praying, I slow down. I say, and I stop for a second. Why? Because when I say, I think of, we went to Ma'amad Har Sinai. I remember Sinai. Brief second. What is L'shimcha Gadol? Again, I stop. You see him in the morning. We stop for just a brief second. Why? Because I have to remember that Amalek tried to destroy the name of Hashem. I remember Amalek. So L'shimcha Gadol. Again, stop for a second. And you remember. In love, you should praise Hashem. And you shouldn't talk Lashon Hara from your mouth. Like Miriam did. And you should remember that in the morning. You remember the Egel. You remember the Egel? Because what was the idea of the Egel? Instead of making Hashem unified, we tried to make it a duality using the golden calf as a form of duality. So every morning we have an obligation to remember these among all the things we're required to remember. And the key to remember the idea of Miriam is to, rem- is to remember that our mouth should be used to show, to show beauty and to do good things and not to do anything negative. It's strange that Miriam is punished so much and so openly in the middle of the Torah. And the only way we could understand why Miriam, who's a sadiqid at the highest level, should be punished for speaking about to her brother and giving criticism where she really wanted to do it to help. She didn't want to do it in a negative way. She was trying to help her sister-in-law. And Hashem comes back at her to show you have to be so careful with everything that comes out of a person's mouth. But Aaron we, should have been punished more than her. And, but Aaron, the, one, the, the, the one who hears, completes, he completes it. Exactly, because like the, like the idea of you make a beracha, you have to answer the amen in order to close it. So we have to, we, but, uh, and it says, they bring that he was punished, but we don't see where he was punished. So we don't, we don't see where he was punished. But all B'nai Israel then waits for her for the seven days because of what she did. Hashem always pays back what we do, how we do it. But I think it's very important. We speak so much. 
we talk about things so much, we have to be so careful in what we say, not to, not to, not to speak Lashon Hara whenever we could, uh, we could stop ourselves from speaking Lashon Hara. Sometimes we think it's nothing, but it's a huge, huge matter. Uh, it's a huge, huge matter that, that, that works upstairs. Just, just to close, it, it's interesting that there was, uh, it was a story, just to close with one story, that, that, uh, that Rabbi Mordechai Kamenetsky brings. He brings this idea of Kalda Homer and he says, he brings a story with, uh, with uh, President, where is the President? Rabbi Kaplan says, Yeah? Saturday night, Mutzah Shabbat, it's good to make a tea or coffee, drink from that. Ah, from the water, because you could always bring from the water of Miriam. So just, he brings William Howard Taft, the 27th President of the United States. He says that, that he didn't have such a great uh, career, right? He wasn't reelected. And he said he was sitting at dinner with his wife and his kids and his son made a very disrespectful remark to him. Mrs. Taft looked at her husband and she said, I'm sure you're not gonna let that pass unpunished. So the president said, if he directed the remark towards me as president of the United States, I'm gonna let it pass as his constitutional right. However, as a father to his child, I will surely deal with this abuse. He says, perhaps Hashem in reprimanding, Miriam, in reprimanding Miriam as a father and not the divine presence sent us all a message about the pain of Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is considered a terrible sin. The Torah has no less than 31 warnings concerning that crime and it is incumbent upon Jews to remember the story of Miriam as a daily reminder of the difficult tests we face in our encounters and our oral reactions to them. However, Hashem didn't want to rebuke Miriam as the master of the universe. He didn't use the severity of the rebuke of the divine presence. He did it as a father to a child because when a child hurts another child, it affects the father and it affects everybody.